and welcome to another Business Finance Bulletin Extra, your weekly dose of additional business finance and tips. Uh, this week, I'm delighted to welcome um, two founders of an alternative finance provider, Lydia. They're offering a credit and a small business in frontier, fast-growing and emerging markets. And I'm delighted to welcome the two founders and leaders to the Business Finance Bulletin today, Tundika Hinde and Ertzin Exkin. So, Welcome, both of you, to the Business Finance Bulletin Extra. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having us today. Good stuff. Now, I know we're, we're both at all different uh, ends of the globe. So, Tunde, you're in company in Lagos in Nigeria? Yes. No, thanks for having us, Rob. I am calling in from bright and sunny Lagos, Nigeria. Well, I'm glad to say as we record this, it's also bright and sunny here, a rare event. And, Ertzin, you're, you're in Warsaw in Poland, yes? Yes, so I wish I would like to say cloud, uh, like sunny as well, but it's a bit cloudy here. Okay. But yes, we are in Warsaw and uh, we are expanding to Czech Republic and Poland. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, thanks very much for joining me. And uh, it's a good opportunity to find out a little bit more about Lydia. Now, the, the fast-growing alternative finance markets, there's a lot going on um, both in the UK, Europe, and also globally as well. So I was interested to have the opportunity to chat to you, to you guys to find out a little bit more about your uh, philosophy behind Lydia and how it got started, etc. So, first of all, before we get into that, let's have a little bit of a background of, of both of you. Tunde, give us a, a, a brief overview of uh, where you've come from, what brings you here to where we are today. Sure. Yeah, it's um, Ertun and I have now worked together for close to seven years. So, we co-run Lydia together. We help small businesses access credit in one day. And we met because I co-founded what is now the largest e-commerce platform on the African continent, Jumia. Urchin was our COO across Africa. And he and I have partnered together since then. So we did a logistics business together, helping small businesses deliver packages. And we launched Lydia three years ago because we saw a gap in SME finance where it's yeah. too difficult for SMEs to access financing. And so we launched, and we're now 60 people across five different Okay, countries. good. So what about yourself, Virgin? What's, what's your background? So the last seven years, we've been working together with Tunde. Like, uh, I'm from Turkey. I studied electrical engineering. Then I moved to Belgium, worked for Toyota, like uh, on autonomous driving vehicles and hybrid vehicles. Hmm. And uh, after that, I went to University of Chicago for my MBA. Then I joined Rocket Internet as part of the global operations team. So I've been to 18 countries in eight months in Southeast Asia, Europe, and Africa. And that's how I basically had the chance to meet with Tunde in Nigeria. And uh, after I launched uh, Jumia in uh, Kenya, like uh, with the MDs there, I was offered to be the CEO of Africa. Mm. I was always curious about Africa. I loved what I saw. Uh, that's why I wanted to expose myself uh, more. And uh, as Nigeria is the biggest internet economy in, in, on the continent, I mainly spend most of my time in Nigeria where we get to know Tunde like, okay. uh, and each other more. And that's how we started the, the business right. together with Tunde. So you've got, you got a good mix here. So I had Tunde, you're the finance guy. And I guess Ergin, you're the techie behind it all, are you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Great. Great. So let's, let, let's start there just with a little bit of a, um, an understanding of what, what Lady does. So Tunde, what was the gap that you kind of saw and what, and what services now is, is Lydia providing? Take us back to the beginning. Yeah, so the simple summary is we help small businesses access credit in one day. 
So apply today, money tomorrow. Mm. And what sparked this idea? We spent seven years working with small businesses. So with e-commerce, we helped them to retail across multiple sectors. So we understood the velocity of capital as it goes through their business. Mm. In logistics, we help small businesses warehouse, transport, and deliver packages. So we knew the value of collateral and how cash moves through a small business. Mm. And what we kept seeing was the biggest pain point to growth for these businesses was, I have something that's working. I need some money to grow it to the next level. Mm. Where do I go? And the challenge with most small businesses is the traditional way of assessing them, getting collateral or audited financials, five-year projections for a two to 10-person business. They don't have time to prepare those things and they don't have mm. those um, collateral and the gap in the markets we cared about worldwide was close to four trillion dollars wow. so we saw yeah. on a macro level there's a big sme gap and in a micro level small businesses today there's no product market fit with what they need versus the options available mm. and we said look there's so much technology and data today it should be easier to assess someone who has a good business and data showing through their bank accounts and give them the credit they need to thrive. Yeah. So that's what sparked the idea. That's how we started the company. So I remember in my African banking days, uh, unlike in Europe, getting good, good, solid financial information is always a challenge. And as I guess, um, Urchin, I guess you've got to find ways of leveraging technology in order to kind of get to different decisions using different ways. Exactly. We focused a lot on like the underwriting and the automation of that underwriting. So in that regard, like uh, we were trying to answer two parts of the equation. The first part, Rob, that we were trying to answer is if we are going to underwrite based on data, where can we find availability and quality of data? That is very important. So in that regard, we want to understand the cash flow of the businesses because mm -hmm. Like uh, with SMEs, the volatility is much higher compared to a Fortune 500 company. So therefore, we want to understand the cash flow of the business, which gives us a very good understanding like uh, on how they will perform uh, in terms of operations in the next uh, like couple of months style. Mm. So that was like one part. And the other part that we were trying to answer is like uh, the trust, because the trust is the biggest deficiency in financial services. Yeah. If we reach out to an SME today and uh, tell them we can give money without collateral and without guarantor, money in your bank in a few days, and uh, like very close to bank rates, they'll be, why me? What is the catch? So <laughs> what we realize is in that regard, like uh, a lot of like SMEs actually like uh, distribute the products of large corporations, mm. like, uh, or basically they are like banking with banks, like uh, payment processors, so what we realize is like, as we partner with these large organizations and when we basically finance their distribution arms or like their SME clients, then it creates a win-win uh, like um, basically framework for everybody. Mm. Uh, so that's how we basically solve the trust challenge as well in the markets okay. that we operate. Like, uh, and that is how we underwrite them. Mm. And in that regard, what we were trying to solve is how can we become the fastest and the cheapest capital for businesses that are growing because we are growth capital. So therefore we are supporting businesses that wants to grow to the next level. Mm, okay. So today, give an overview then of the actual services or products that you provide. And it's quite wide because when we say about access for finance and, and cash flow funding, there are obviously different products that you can have to satisfy that gap. So what are the products that you offer? Yeah. 
So the main thing we offer to our customers is a line of credit that you can use for your working capital. So that's the main thing. And that's, we've now done about 15,000 loans to small businesses across multiple sectors with this product. So we finance folks who are in consumer goods, mobile money, healthcare, grocery, you think of it or name it, most likely we financed it. Mm. So that's the main thing that we provide. But we're also committed to helping our small businesses digitize. So we have a free invoicing tool where you can invoice your customers forever for free. And we feel like this is very powerful for our customers so that they can now begin to get a sense of their receivables, mm. and to understand what taxes they should pay to or collect from their customers, etc. And then we have a, a big ambition to be the primary financier for small businesses in all our chosen markets. So over time, as our customers demand more services from us, we'll look to roll more out. But as of today, it's primarily a working capital line of credit. Apply today, get financing tomorrow. So I guess if it's nice that you've got an invoicing tool. So I, I would imagine then that you could do selective invoice discounting, I guess, because you were in control. You've got complete oversight then of, of what invoices are being issued. Yeah, spot on. So when you talk about product market, the initial product we launched into the market was invoice discounting and purchase order, order discounting as well. So we mm. said there are lots of small businesses who have uh, receivables from large enterprises. Let's help them to unlock that cash flow so they can grow their businesses. And as we kept interacting with the markets, we got product market fit from what we call bank statement financing. So we saw that lots of small businesses might not have invoices due to these large multinational enterprises, but they are buying and selling every single day. And they have transactions going through their bank account or through, in some cases, a point of sales machine. And we said, look, this is cash flow. So how can we use these existing customers? And in Nigeria alone, there are over 45 million unique bank accounts. And this is compared to, I think, less than uh, 100,000 points of sales machines. So there's the infrastructure in the country with these 45 million bank accounts to actually get data on these small businesses, assess them, and then give them a credit directly into the bank accounts. And with that, we saw a real boost in our growth. Mm. So we went from doing about 2,000 loans in our first year, it jumped to close to 10,000 loans by our third year. Yeah. And so we, don't, we do invoice discounting, but the primary way we work is this mm. uh, cash flow financing, bank statement financing. So I guess you're also through the technology then. Are you aiming to try and build up essentially your own in-house credit data information? If, you're, if you can see invoices coming through, I guess you're capturing data on how quickly those invoices are being settled. So is that part of the system as well? Yes, so what we did is like, uh, we realized actually like what we need to build does not exist as a off the shelf software. So we decided to, and also like as a FinTech business, technology is core of what we do. Mm. So our CTO and uh, like 12 developers are based in Portugal. So we chose Portugal like because the IP protection laws are great and uh, they have really good talent there as well. And also it's in the similar time zone. And we've been uh, like working with developers in Portugal and we've been very happy in our past experiences. That's why we decided to double down further and even establish our like uh, tech center fully there. And we are very happy to do that. And that way, what we do is Rob, to your point, like uh, we, uh, what we focus is how can we uh, evaluate the data to check first, is it authentic or not? And once it's authentic, like, um, is this like eligible for us to be able to finance or not? That is like, 
the basis of like the analysis. And in that way, like uh, we can reach a decision within seconds, like uh, to be able to finance like an SME or not. And that is very valuable because like um, once we also like uh, underwrite these customers, actually we have a very low default rate, which is like 0.6%. Because all these SMEs like, uh, that's why like um, we are really like a very firm believer in like uh, supporting these SMEs because like uh, SMEs don't want to default, like um, they want to basically finance. Mm. But what is very important is like, we need to solve a few things for SMEs. One is, is it like a convenient and fast, like and not cumbersome because as we all have SMEs in our network, like uh, you don't have like a dedicated department to go to the capital markets or to get financing. So mm. it's usually the founder like uh, that needs to go or owner of the business that needs to go get the financing. And if it takes you like uh, multiple months to get access to finance, then you don't have the time to run your business. Yeah. So that's why we re really focus on, can we get a fair and decision in like a short time frame, and the requirements that also like uh, not no collateral, no guarantor, because that for operating capital, they won't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And the other part that is very important is like, uh, do we be, instead of asking them how much they want, we evaluate their business and their cash flow and we get back to them how much they should be taking in a sustainable way because we only make money when the customers actually like take the money and pay back and come for repeat business. Mm -hmm. So we have 95% repeat business and on average, a customer takes 11 loans. You're clearly really leveraging technology well. Um, so Tunde, you obviously don't offer traditional banking services, um, I guess, and you just link in then with the, with the banks when you're transferring money back and forth. That is correct. So we have no intention uh, of becoming a bank. We actually partner with banks. So mm -hmm. we partner with banks, with payment processors, anyone that transacts a lot with small businesses. And what we say is, look, let's partner so we can get capital to your SME customers so they can transact more with you. Yeah. So in a banking partnership, we say, look, the more deposits we see in that bank account, the more we lend against those deposits. Mm -hmm. So you win because we can deposit more into that bank yeah. account. The SME wins because now they have money to transact with. And we find that now is such a great time for us for partnerships because we're seeing worldwide SMEs need money now. Like they literally don't, in some cases, don't have two weeks or three weeks to wait because of what's happening around the world. So we can assess you and get you credit within one day or for your first or within three days. And that can be the difference between an SME keeping its doors open, paying its staff, or shutting its doors. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's how we that speed in the, in, in the UK and Europe is this, um, the protocol now called open banking. Um, I, I don't know if it's with the European businesses you've got, you're using that protocol where, with clients' permission, you as a third party can just go in and assess their bank accounts without them having to provide you with physical statements. So, Urchin, is that kind of the technology you're using? Yes, uh, we use PSD2 like uh, as part of the open banking. Uh, the PSD2 uh, basically legislative like allows this open banking yeah. across European uh, markets. But overall, Rob, like what we really focus on is what is useful for our like SME clients and what are their strengths like and how does a product can fit. And we try to build the technology from there and the process as well. Uh, so why I mentioned this point is we live in a very unique generational shift. Uh, our parents are brick and mortar generation. We are brick and click and our kids are click generation. 
So that way, like we have also the SMEs that want to serve in different ways. We take into account the behavioral finance as well, mm -hmm. because like when we launch like uh, in the market and when it is your first loan, like um, a lot of customers will be very hesitant to type in their like banking details to mm -hmm. retrieve those information. So therefore we uh, actually like allow them to use our like a uh, portal where they can upload or they can share through email like uh, their data with us as well as they get comfortable as they take facility with us then they basically get more much more comfortable to share data automatically by typing their details so we take into account and same way as well um, we do everything digitally like all the data is uh, hundred percent digitized in like uh, when we underwrite when we serve these clients mm. but the interaction points can be either a phone like or email or completely like using our portal digitally as well. So because of the fact that the SMEs basically feel comfortable to interact with us in multiple ways, but also as a trend, what we see is no matter how you start interacting with us after a couple of like loans, like they all transition to fully digital because like it works great. They save time. Mm -hmm. They know like uh, it's a brand they trust. So mm. it becomes uh, much more efficient for everybody. I think it's a, a great example of what, what is called the nudge theory, isn't it? Where you're slowly nudging your customers to use your portal for everything. And it's interesting you mentioned about mobile phones. I mean, okay, I, I, I worked in Africa now for 10 years. But even 10 years ago, I mean, the use of phones, uh, particularly in Kenya through um, M-Pesa with mobile banking, um, way ahead of anything that was uh, was happening in Europe. And I guess you kind of tapped into that, particularly, uh, Sunday, I guess, you know, the Nigerian market particularly. Yeah, I mean, we find the customer is very savvy, right? So it doesn't matter if you're someone that works in a business where you have to wear a suit and tie every day or you're in the informal market and you're trading a lot, customers understand value. And how we've put ourselves is, look, we are the cheapest, fastest source of financing for SMEs. Um, in real terms, and we look at it as a complement to bank financing. So the best an analogy that we can give is if you're looking for financing to go build a manufacturing plant or your grocery store, we're not the best partner to come to. Mm. But if you want to build the shelves, we are the best partner to come to. Yeah. And we find that for our SME customers, as long as there's value, they'll find it whether it's through a desktop, a phone, or just through referrals. We have a 95% repeat rate. But we want to make sure our customers know you will be rewarded if you're a good actor. Because yeah. I'm sure you've, you've seen, Rob, a big issue in these fast-growing economies is not, not only is there, in some cases, no credit, there's also no consequence of being a good credit. Mm. So whether I pay on time or not, I will get the same rate as the next person who might not have paid on time. So we yeah. want to show we can give you risk-adjusted pricing for yes. you being a great actor. Yeah, yeah. The more well-behaved you are, the cheaper it will be for you next time. Yeah. So give me kind of a, a, give us a sense of the typical kind of loan size and how many times a client would interact with you, whether it's monthly or quarterly. So you've done about, do you say about 15,000 loans or something like that so far? Yes, that is correct. So an average loan size? So, so this is where it's really interesting on our platform. So it's different by, by country. So in Nigeria, the average loan size, it's all a local currency, but it's about $2,500 per SME. Yeah. Eric will give the stats in Europe, but it's, we're really a very unique platform because we're seeing different loan sizes and to an extent, some different industry mixes. By Listen, you, you mentioned now you, you've Czech, Czechoslovakia, Poland, list where you are. 
Yes, exactly. So uh, we were actually like, um, we focus on fast growing economies. So we always want to like, um, like build a global business, like in, as we succeed with Lydia. So that's why in day one, we incorporated as a US holding company, because that's the jurisdiction most investors are comfortable with and understands. And we also got European and US VCs as well that uh, backed us uh, also like in terms of capital which allows us to go to the like uh, future rounds because uh, in our cap table that those are the investors that people recognize quite easily and uh, that being said like uh, in Nigeria we achieved the tier 2 banks like SME disbursements wise like last year because we dispersed 20 million dollars worth of naira like uh, to SMEs yep. last year like uh, and we also achieved 0.6% non performing loans which was also quite low, like uh, yeah. in alternative finance. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, we were looking to expand to two additional markets. And globally, we see two trends like Europe. Like one is Western Europe, US, uh, where there will be alternative finance companies like Cabbage, Fundbox, Funding Circle dominate more and more. Mm -hmm. And then we see another trend in fast growing economies, like uh, where there will be emerging uh, global leaders as well. And we would like to be a global leader in fast-growing um, economies. If you're just touching upon the fact, you know, obviously you've got five different offices. Um, how do you kind of manage the company with you in Poland, Urgin, you in, in Lagos? How, how do you manage the business from a strategic perspective? You know, it's a really important question because we have so many colleagues in um, all these different countries. And we're quite unique versus most companies because if you're a large, a typical large tech company, even if you have lots of different offices around the world, you'd have one main headquarters where the entire C-suite sits in San Francisco or in New York or in London. But with us, every country has a very important head for us. So Urchin is obviously in Warsaw, I'm in Lagos, our CTO is in Portugal, our head of Czech Republic is in, is in Prague. And so there are a few things that we did to make it easier for us to connect. So one, we, we decided, we would not expand to any country more than two hours, three hours time zone difference. So even though we're in lots of different countries, we're yeah. very deliberately now, most of our team are not in places like Latin America or North America or the Asia region. And then we also said, look, um, it's we'll make sure one of Urchin or myself are in, in the continent where we have a big strategic um, presence. So mm -hmm. I am in Nigeria, which is our biggest operation, two thirds of our team. Urchin was with, with, we are side by side in Lagos for close to seven years, but he physically moved to uh, Warsaw to help us manage our European expansion. And then we just make sure we take advantage of a, a mix of different things. Mm. Great senior, senior leadership who are experienced, uh, typically eight to 10 years of experience working in financial services or in technology, experience building teams so they can recruit locally. And they also know how to interact with folks like myself and Urchin. We have very transparent reporting. So across all our different countries, we can see on a daily basis, loan performance, um, repeat customer analysis. And we've also built a very unique technology tool called Sardis. And Sardis mm -hmm. is the capital of Lydia. We'll go into the backstory in a second, where we can get real-time feedback on how each and every customer is performing. Okay. So it's been a mix of talent and tech. Mm. Yeah. So if you tell us a little bit more about Sardis, that sounds quite interesting. Yeah. So like the backstory is like, uh, actually like we learned from like our previous experiences for internet economy business, it needs to be five, six letters, because if you say best SME 
it's very hard for people to remember and to put it in on their phone mm. or their laptop. So we were looking for that availability, that uh, com or that co availability of five six letters. <laughs> but also, it needs to be a name that is like um, uh, like unique, but also like a history, like which we like. So in that case, Lydians are a Greek nation that was in existence three thousand years ago in Western Anatolia, and they are the ones credited to introduce coins for the first time to the world, like which facilitated the trades like uh, significantly. So mm. that's why we said like, we would like to revolutionize the access to finance to SMEs. So that's why like we picked the name Lydia, like uh, in that regard. And also like uh, Lydia is five letters. So like um, that is easy to remember for people and the .co was available. And we just recently acquired .com as well. Actually like uh, this week we uh, made our .com live as well okay. in, uh, in that sense. Mm. And uh, like, uh, and also Sardis is the capital of Lydians. Like, uh, so we said like, uh, because technology is the center of what we do. So mm. that's why we named it Sardis as well. Oh, okay. And uh, what Sardis does is of course, like uh, it's like all the names and uh, is like important, but like the more important part what it does is Actually, it's a automated already all the underwriting process for mm. us. Like, uh, so one person today can underwrite 5,000 loans a month. Like, uh, so that's uh, quite a, a significant automation. Um, and what we do is now we are basically getting everything in terms of payments, reporting, like client management into the Sardis. So like uh, in a year, actually, like all the like uh, offices around the like um, whole world will be using the same tool. And which we also use to customize. So in technically now to launch a new country, like in terms of configuration, takes us like a more or less half a day. Like, uh, of course, uh, we go there physically and set up the office, mm -hmm. recruit the team that we always will do. But uh, technology point of view to be able to do that now is like a half day operation, wow. which we are very like excited about because yeah. as we scale, that will be quite fundamental for yeah. us. It's clear you, you can respond very quickly. I mean, Tunde, as we're recording this, it kind of dates this discussion a little bit, but obviously we're in the middle of uh, the coronavirus pandemic, which is you know, affecting all countries in the world. What role do you think uh, that, that fintechs like you, if I put a label against it, organizations like you, how you can help economies uh, deal with the likes of the coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, Rob. It's a sensitive time worldwide i think for all of us the first step is just making sure yourself your family your employees your network are safe and sound and having a safe and sound work environment if folks are allowed to come into the office um, but as a business we're very clear we are part of the economic recovery in all the markets we're in mm. because i mean you were a banker i was also a banker in the last financial crisis i think the entities at most risk were the banks Right. And so that's where governments have to step in to help the banks recover. It's clear with this crisis, the entities most at risk are small businesses. Mm. And it's actually, a, it is, it's, it's very sensitive because lots of small businesses may not have in a normal time more than 20, 30 days of cash flow. And if you're in a market where literally you are forced to keep your doors shut, because these small businesses contribute most of the jobs in most countries, we've seen in some cases as high as 80% of jobs in some countries come from small businesses. Mm -hmm. If they go under forever, that can be, that will be a lasting impact on a lot of these uh, economies. 
So we see ourselves as we're still open for lending. So we're, we're in particular, we're lending in Europe and really lending to folks in the healthcare space, grocery, logistics. Mm. And we're open to partnering with anyone who is looking to get capital to these small businesses, whether it's banks who are pushing out stimulus packages, whether it's large corporations who are trying to support their value chain. Our strength is we can assess quickly and get an answer in a day and get the money to you in a day. What's next then? Um, obviously, five countries already. So where are we heading next? No, it's a very good point. I mean, like uh, for us, like uh, now the year, this year's focus is like uh, to grow Nigeria more or less like uh, $30 million of portfolio. Like mm-hmm. uh, even though we expect some devaluation, so we took into account that and the coronavirus as well, like a uh, situation. And uh, in Poland, we are basically going for $20 million of like disbursements this year and Czech Republic, $15 million. And uh, so it, if, uh, if we achieve those targets, which we will uh, achieve, we intend to achieve, like it will be like uh, more or less 55 million to six, $60 million of like portfolio versus like $20 million that we did. So that will be a great outcome. But overall, like how we look at it in the longer term uh, to your question, Rob, is so we would like to expand two to three markets every year, like starting as of next year. So in that way, we will focus on the corridor of Europe and Africa, like uh, and uh, get deeper in this uh, two regions before we move to other parts of the world. And after that, most likely it will be Latin America or Central Asia, like uh, uh, and uh, like after that, Southeast Asia and ultimately China and India. And why we go with that order is because the capital, uh, like the markets are from capital perspective is much deeper uh, in that order. So therefore, as the capital gets deeper, also you expect irrational competition, especially in China and India, there's a lot of irrational competition happening. And to be able to participate in one and to be able to successful, you need much more deeper capital, like uh, and much more maturity in operations and technology to be able to participate and become a like a winner ultimately but like what we are really building is like how can we make something useful that is the most important like uh, even those countries is like the reason that we have these countries is how can we build something that is useful at scale like mm-hmm. uh, that is the biggest satisfaction that we get because our personal passion with tuna and i is like to create jobs because like uh, we are coming from frontier emerging markets like especially in Nigeria, what we see is they are very commodity rich. It creates a lot of wealth, but it does not translate to job creation always in those markets. So mm-hmm. that's why like SMEs are backbone of any economy. They create the most number of jobs. And uh, by being the catalyst, like in the ecosystem for them, where they can basically like, um, like uh, grow to the next level, employ more people, that is like a big satisfaction for us. And uh, that is what we would like to achieve, basically, right. like globally. Well, unfortunately, I, I, I didn't hear uh, the United Kingdom or, or Great Britain on that list. So it sounds like if I'm to get onto your panel of lenders where we introduce, I'm going to have to open an office in Lagos or China or wherever. <laughs> well, it'll come in time. But I can, I can understand why you're concentrating on those markets. I mean, the, the more mature ones, yeah, you have to have a, a, a big bucket load of cash to make, uh, to make uh, any, any big inroads into this Indeed. market. How do you see it? You know, I, I echo the points Erchin made. I mean, we're excited and we're aiming to be the biggest non-bank financier of small businesses in all our chosen markets. And we have a very aggressive strategy of getting to doing two to three countries per year. 
um, and we really believe we can build a global business. Right? Mm. So one, the SMEs need this. There's such a big SME financing gap and it's such a unique customer to serve because to an extent, the amounts they want are not big enough really for the large lenders to take a hard look at. And at the same time, it's complex because it's different sectors that have different behavior in terms of mm. margins, in terms of uh, velocity of capital, et cetera. So it requires a very specific approach, um, but there's a big need. Uh, and two, we see these fast growing economies that there's no one really like Elidia who can come in, digest lots of data, assess the SMEs, get them the capital they need. And we believe we have the team to do it. We have scaled multiple businesses. We know how to hire. We know how to pick a business model. So that's what we're working towards. And we're excited to show that we can help SMEs thrive. And it's also very personal for me because my parents are entrepreneurs. I grew up in a house where people built businesses. So I saw the challenges of that. So it's exciting now to be financing the next generation of small business owners who are looking to have a positive impact in their local communities. I mean, it, yeah, it's a, a, a very worthy goal you have. Every country said that small businesses are the backbone of the economy, yeah. the engine room, and often where small end of the finance market, they, they do often get forgotten. So um, I totally get where both of you are coming from. Well, that's superb. We're quickly running out of time. So I really appreciate um, the time that you spent. Urshin, one final message from you before we go, and I'll come back to you Tunde. How would you wrap up on what we've talked about and how you see things going? Yeah, I mean, to be able to achieve this, like uh, what I will also maybe appeal is like a few, two parts. Like one is like uh, for like uh, um, people that are interested to do this, like if they are like finding it like in the markets that we operate, that they want to come and join us because we need some of the best and brightest minds to be able to achieve what we need to achieve. Uh, and uh, because everything is built by people. So we believe we are a firm uh, believer in people and we would like to invest in them. And the second part is like um, uh, entrepreneurs, like uh, is like uh, we like to be the catalyst in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, for ecosystem to be healthy and uh, sustaining and nurturing, like you need like uh, successful entrepreneurs to show like the path, especially as we choose the markets that are fast growing economies, like from the venture capital perspective, like um, it is very important that uh, like we can show to the world, like uh, investors can come invest their money and make successful exits so that will bring more capital so like uh, that is i think very important as well mm. and uh, like um, and in that regards like uh, that can create like the ecosystem know-how and uh, take the countries to the next level and we would like to be playing a positive part in that journey brilliant and one final message from you today yeah for me it's we're very motivated i'd say by two main themes one is Really, uh, we, we both come from countries. I mean, I grew up in Nigeria, in Turkish, where there's so much potential. And so you want to show that, look, with the right uh, backing to the people and the businesses, you can have a great positive impact. You want to have impact and feel like you can scale that impact using a world-class service uh, around the world. And the second thing is we want to also show, look, uh, you can build a globally relevant business in fast-growing economies, um, in places like Nigeria, Czech Republic, in Poland, um, with the world-class service, world-class technology, world-class experience. So those two yeah. things, having impact and building a globally relevant business. Superb. Well, guys, thanks very much for taking time. Now, if anybody wants to find out 
more about Lydia or get in touch with you in individual? How can we do that? Urchin, what about yourself, your, your contacts? Sure. I mean, my like, email address is urchin.exon at lydia.co. Like, but we can basically like even write it because I know it's a Turkish name. It's not the easiest to spell. I'll, I'll write like, it up on the screen, no problem. You. That's fine. And Tunde, yours, your, your contacts. Same. So it's uh, Tunde, got my last name, kehinde at lydia.co. Good. I'll, I'll pop it up there. That's fine. And um, yeah, the, you've got the, the one main website as well, lydia.co. That, that gives all the overview of the products, yeah? Yes. That's right. And now lydia.com as well. It uh, yes. takes yeah. the phone. Congratulations on getting that very valuable, having the .com. Guys, excellent. Thank you very much for taking the time. Really interesting. and naturally disappointed that I won't see you here in the UK, but one day perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks very much, guys. Thanks for being with me. And uh, so thank you very much for watching and listening to this latest episode of the Business Finance Bulletin Extra. Thanks to my guests and look forward to being with you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you, Rob. Thanks for having us. And we'll be very glad to host you in the markets that you operate. So. <laughs> and time will tell for I'll you. I'll get too. my passport ready. <laughs>